Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast for another episode. My name is J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. I started the organization which is committed to equipping hungry kingdom leaders for a world of complexity and uncertainty, and that's why resilience is so important. I am so grateful for the growing community of hungry leaders and eager listeners each and every week. And I'm deeply grateful to hear from many of you who listen. So I want to say thanks to those of you who reach out via email, sending messages on social media, who text me and call me. It is always great to hear from you. And thank you for your feedback for how we can make this an even better podcast and an even better community of resilient leaders. Now, most of our episodes are geared toward those who are already leaders. And yet, we also have many listeners who are young and are waiting and wanting to be good leaders, but may not be in a position of leadership quite yet, at least not in an official title or position of leadership. I'm so glad, young leaders, that you are listening. And sometimes I get feedback from young leaders who say, this podcast is good, but what do I need to do now before I'm in a position of leadership? It's good to learn so I can know in the future, but how can I lead now in my setting where I don't have much influence, but I want to learn how to do that so that one day I can be the leader that applies a lot of what we talk about on this podcast? It's a great question. In today's episode, we're going to explore that in depth and with specificity. So here you go. Young leaders, this is for you. It's for everybody, but specifically, I think this can be most helpful for the young leaders or those who are not in a position, a formal position of leadership by title. Now, you've heard me say on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of Liz Wiseman. She wrote a book that we've mentioned on this podcast before called Multipliers, a fantastic, fantastic book on how to multiply yourself in other people. What I love about Liz's writings is they are packed with research, stories, and she is a very clear and engaging writer, something I really appreciate. Now, I've just finished a, a new book of hers by Liz Wiseman called Impact Players, and it explores those on a team who seem to rise to the occasion and make a difference more than others, especially when it's not their role as a leader. She wanted to explore what is it about them? What do they do as a member of the team when they have a boss in place? How do they step up and how do they lead? Now, when it comes to impact players, this is how she defines who an impact player is. She said, an impact player is somebody who wears opportunity goggles and always says, how do we add value? Impact players do the job that's needed. And the way that she differentiates that, she says, while others do their job, impact players do the job that needs to be done. There's a difference. She also says that impact players step up and step back. They don't wait to be asked. They see a need and they jump in and fix it and fill it for the sake of the team. And they also finish stronger. She said impact players are completion freaks. They don't just steal the ball and drive all the way down the court and blow the layup. They actually go all the way down and they score. They are completion freaks. She said, the fundamental guiding belief for an impact player is this. I can improve this situation. Regardless of my title or position, I can improve this situation. She also says this, do you tend to make easy things difficult or do you make hard work easier for everyone on your team? She says, when things are tough and the load is heavy, the most valuable players on teams make 
their work lighter. I love that. And then she says this, it doesn't mean that you need to be a workaholic and work 90 hours a week to prove yourself that you're an impact player. She said, commitment is best measured not by the time one is willing to give up, but by the energy one wants to put in. That's really, really good. And in it, she gives this line that is such a zinger. This applies to all sorts of leaders. She says this, culture is created by the worst behavior leaders are willing to tolerate. Let me say that again. Culture is created by the worst behavior leaders are willing to tolerate. Woo! When I read that, when I first heard that, that blew the tennis balls off my walker. That, my goodness, is a line. Now, leaders, let me ask you this. What are the behaviors that you tolerate with your team? Whatever you tolerate, leader, that's the culture that you've created. For example, if you say that being punctual and on time to work is important for you and your company, but you as the leader consistently let it slide when members of your team arrive to work 20 minutes late and you don't address it and it goes on and on for weeks and months on end, you don't actually want your team to be punctual, regardless of what you say. If that's the case, if you continue to let it slide, you have created a culture of lateness because you tolerated the worst behavior around punctuality. Culture is created by the worst behavior leaders are willing to tolerate. But I also want to share something with you, something that Wiseman included in the appendix of her book. Now, side note, I hope you always read the appendices and the footnotes of books. Before you start calling me a nerd, I want you to know this. The best books that I've read, I have first learned about many of them because they were listed in the footnotes of another book that I had read. Reading the appendices and the footnotes, it's like the bonus chapters of every book that few people actually read. But you get to get in the minds of a leader and and an author to be able to see where their mind was shaped around a particular topic and who informed their thinking in that original book that you're reading. Well, in the appendix, Liz Wiseman in Impact Players, she lists what she calls credibility killers. If you're a new leader, if you're a young leader, if you're an aspiring leader, an emerging leader, and you want to grow, here is what Liz Wiseman says you're not to do with your boss or the person that you report to. She gives these 15 credibility killers, and she also calls them, aka, 15 ways to alienate your boss. Number one, give your boss problems without solutions. Number two, wait for your boss to tell you what to do. Number three, make your boss chase you down and remind you what to do. Number four, don't worry about the big picture. Just do your piece and do your job. Number five, ask your boss about your next promotion or raise. Number six, send a long, send a long, send long meandering emails. Number seven, badmouth your colleagues, create drama and stir up conflict. Number eight, surprise your boss with bad news at the last minute when nothing can be done. Number nine, ask to revisit decisions that have already been made. Number 10, leave out inconvenient facts that, the, uh, that shows the other side of the story. Number 11, blame others for your mistakes. Number 12, agree to your boss's face, but disagree behind his or her back. 13, tell your boss that something is not your job and not your problem. 
14. Listen to your boss's feedback and then ignore it. And lastly, show up late to meetings, multitask, and interrupt others. Leaders, whether you are on in leadership by title or not, whether you're a leader based on what the placard on the door says or not, you can still build credibility. Put on opportunity goggles and add value and say, I can improve this situation no matter where you are or what role that you might be in. Leaders, I want to encourage you, no matter what you're doing, add value. Add value to the people that are around you. You do that and you'll be able to grow into that role of being a leader. There are things, young leaders, you can do now before you get the title. Just add value to people and avoid these credibility killers. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Joel Limbowen, founder of On a Limb Productions. Joel does amazing podcast production work as well as video work. I've used him for years. I highly recommend you as a leader, if you're trying to communicate the vision of what you're doing, to utilize Joel Limbowen. You can check out his work at onalimproductions.com, or you can visit the show notes for more information. A leader, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, just add value every day to the people you come in contact with. And if you do that, you'll be a leader regardless of your title. Have a great day.